this is Deep Dive. I'm Sui. In this episode, we're looking at the new central leadership of the Communist Party of China and key messages set out through the 20th National Congress of the party. On Sunday, the day after the 20th National Congress concluded in Beijing, the CPC unveiled its new central leadership lineup, including the General Secretary and other members of the Standing Committee of the Political Bureau of the CPC Central Committee. They were elected at the first plenary session of the CPC Central Committee. General Secretary Xi Jinping presented the other six members of the party's new central leadership when meeting the press at the Great Hall of the People in Beijing. Li Qiang 同志，来啊 ，Comrade Li Qiang。赵乐际同志 ，Comrade 赵乐际。王沪宁同志 ，Comrade 王沪宁。蔡奇同志 ，Comrade 蔡奇。丁薛祥同志 ，Comrade 丁薛祥。李希同志。And Comrade Li Xi. Xi Jinping was also named chairman of the CPC Central Military Commission at the party's Central Committee meeting. Meanwhile, the 20th CPC Central Commission for Discipline Inspection also held its first plenary session on Sunday. Li Xi was elected the commission's secretary. Professor Victor Gao with Suzhou University expounded on the new lineup. They are all familiar faces. Why? Let me say. Uh, all of them were members of the Politburo in the 19th Party Congress, and four of them were originally uh, just members of the Politburo, but now being promoted to the Standing Committee member. Three of the Standing Committee members were originally Standing Committee members of the 19th Party uh, Congress's uh, Politburo. Now, the second thing is that these seven important members will soon get allocated. Different assignments.、Uh, some will be、uh, the candidate for the prime minister,、uh, which will、uh, reshuffle in March next year. Some will head the CPPCC, for example. Another will head MPC. Another one will do the important job of party discipline, for example, and so on and so forth. So continuity will really be a very important characteristics of the coming five years. For more on this. I have our reporter Yang Guang, who's been following the meetings for the past week. It's no doubt one of the most consequential political events for China. Could you first tell us the major results of the National Congress? To summarize, as the National Congress literally put it, and just concluded, 20th CPC National Congress elected a 205-member CPC Central Committee. And a 133-member CBC Central Commission for Discipline Inspection,、um, delegates to the CBC National Congress adopted the resolutions endorsing the reports of the previous CBC Central Committee and the work reports of the 19th Central Commission for Discipline Inspection.、Um, and the National Congress also passed a resolution on an amendment to the CBC Constitution. Uh, what matters here is not only what decisions the delegates make in terms of whether they approve the reports or the amendment to the party constitution or not, but also what these documents,、um, the report delivered by Xi Jinping at the opening session, the amendment to the party constitution, actually contain.、Uh, like you said, the National Congress、um, is one of the most influential political sessions, if not the most influential one in China.、Mm. As the highest body of the Communist Party of China, it determines the leadership in the CPC, 
and the changes to the party's constitution. It also blueprints the national development plan and also serves as a policy adjustment mechanism to keep this party on the right track in terms of uh, governing this vast country with a with a population of 1.4 billion. Uh, in this sense, the major results of this National Congress actually um, exist in that report. Um, it made clear of the party's central task, um, which is to lead the Chinese people to realize the second centenary goal of building China into a great modern socialist country in all respects, and to advance the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation on all fronts through a Chinese path to modernization. And it made a clear timeline here in terms of on what level of development should China reach in the future. First, to basically realize socialist modernization by 2035, and from 2035 to the mid 21st century, to build China into a great modern socialist, uh, socialist country that is prosperous, strong, democratic, culturally advanced, harmonious and beautiful. And the reports also specified how China should do to achieve these goals through different aspects of work as a massive guideline here. Uh, so the major results of the National Congress here is that it draws a detailed plan for China in terms of its development, telling all of us what China is aiming to be in the years ahead. Hmm. So we must be a very busy schedule for the delegates this week in Beijing. What did the 2200 strong delegates do in the past week? Like, what were their main tasks? The main tasks uh, for the delegates during the National Congress includes uh, reviewing, reviewing the report submitted by the previous CBC Central Committee um, to participate in discussions to decide on major issues within the party uh, exercise their rights to vote on major decisions and uh, forwarding suggestions and opinions on major issues concerning uh, the country's economy, politics, culture, social development, and um, party building. Well, this year, a total of 2,296 voting delegates attended the National Congress. Apart from the government officials, many of them are primary level delegates, including Firemen, delivery men, bus driver, teacher, and astronaut, athlete, and other professionals. And they represent over 96 million party members nationwide uh, to attend this uh, week-long event. Uh, for the past week, they reviewed and discussed and report delivered by Xi Jinping seven days ago at opening session and other resolutions from the party congress. And at the just ended closing session, they voted on these resolutions, including the report and the amendment to the party's constitution. Um, I was there um, at the Great Hall of People when they voted. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned there is a uh, new amendment of the party's constitution. Uh, so what's new in the latest uh, amendment? Uh, well, this amendment includes putting the major theoretical concepts and the strategic thoughts from the 20th CBC National Congress reports into the party constitution uh, to make it consistent with the party's current undertaking, as well as the new situation and new tasks for the party and the whole nation. Among several new contents, uh, the new developments in Xi Jinping's thoughts on socialism with Chinese characteristics or new era 
since the party's 19th National Congress was incorporated into the party constitution. Uh, well, the vice president of the party school of the CPC Central Committee, Xie Chuntao, actually explained what it means to have the new content added into the party constitution. He said um, the revised constitution of the Communist Party of China will extensively uh, strengthen the CPC overall development and leadership. And he said the latest revision took lots of time and effort and was based on new situations and new experience. Actually, the CPC Central Committee has been constantly updating the party's constitution and the documents would be revised at almost each CPC National Congress. Mm. Um, the major theories, policies and the regulations of the party in each of its historic era have been incorporated um, in the constitution. Xie Chuntao uh, said this year's National Congress would be no exception. Uh, the amendment will help serve to better govern and regulate the party's building efforts and activities and intensify its leading status. And apparently a buzzword these days is the one proposed by Xi Jinping at the opening session, which is called the Chinese path of modernization. Uh, so what exactly does it mean? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a quite catchy phrase lately, isn't it? Um, well, to fully understand this term, we, we still need to go back uh, to the reports and uh, people would find it already uh, gives the answer to what is China's modernization. The reports outlined China's overall development objectives for the year of 2035, by which year China aims to basically realize socialist modernization, as I mentioned um, earlier. This objective includes first, substantially growing the per capita GDP of the country to be on par with that of a mid-level developed country. Uh, this is a very specific target. Uh, but the fact is, um, internationally, the concept of the mid-level developed country is rather vague. If, if you research on it, you would find there was there is no exact uh, definition of a mid-level developed country. But some experts say to reach the threshold of a mid-level developed country, the per capita GDP of China needs to be around 20,000 US dollars. Mm. Uh, to make a clear comparison here, in 2021, uh, last year, uh, China's per capita GDP was $12,000. Mm. Experts say in less than 13 years of time before 2035, we still need a rather rapid economic growth to hit the target. Well, the reports also listed other tasks for China, like significantly enhancing national soft power, steadily lowering carbon emissions after reaching a peak, as well as um, comprehensively strengthening the national security systems and um, capabilities. The reports specifically described the next five years as a crucial um, period for getting our efforts to build a modern socialist country in all respects off to a good start. And the report also listed the main objectives and the tasks for this period, uh, these five years, which range from achieving greater self-reliance mm -hmm. and strengthening science technology to further improving the socialist market economy and enabling China to play a greater role in global governance. All these aims and efforts 
a part of China's modernization in their report.、Mm-hmm. We know most of the discussions surrounding concepts like modernization or modernity are based on the history of the Western countries. So, how is this Chinese approach different from the modernization process people often talk about under the Western discourse? Yeah,、um, well, this did arouse discussions among so many scholars and experts. And if you look at the objectives China aims to reach, China's modernization contains Elements that are, are very common to the modern modernization processes of all countries, actually, but it is more character、uh, characterized by features that are unique to the Chinese context. It, it's it's not a mere replica of the Western、uh, modernization. Xi Jinping said in the report submitted by the 19th CPC National Congress that、um, as the CPC Central Committee, that China's modernization is the Modernization of a huge population, of common prosperity for all,、um, of material and cultural, ethical advancement, of harmony between humanity and nature, and of peaceful development. Experts say, although modernization theory has its origins in the West, modernization is by no means equal to Westernization, and there was there has never been a One side fits all approach、uh, to modernization. Even though the modernization of the West has created unprecedented wealth, its its path of aggression,、um, colonization, and expansion is is not viable.、Uh, this path has also led to、uh, problems, including a widening wealth gap,、um, waste of resources, and environmental damage. Actually, Sean Slattery, one of the foreign experts invited to translate Xi Jinping's report to the CPC、uh, National Congress, said China is underscoring the importance of every country pursuing modernization through a path that is suited to their own conditions and that their people will accept and support. It's modernization for a huge population, and、um, it involves common prosperity. It also promotes harmony between humanity and nature, and、um, it's also a path of peaceful development. They are kind of distinctly different to the path that other countries have、uh, chosen in the path in in the past when pursuing modernization. Actually, a delegate to the CPC National Congress from the rural areas、uh, of Yunnan Province also said that China's success in Mass poverty alleviation over the past years has highlighted one of the key features、mm-hmm. of China's modernization, which is common prosperity.、Um, he said China's modernization benefits everyone in the country instead of instead of just a few.、Um, a foreign expert who participated in polishing the Arabic version of the report said,、um, for other developing countries, China's modernization offers. A new choice for achieving modernization based on their own conditions and more international cooperation rather than plunder, war, and blood. I think Chinese modernization is based on China's realities and has China's own characteristics. It provides other developing countries a practical experience that there is the possibility to realize modernization in a peaceful and harmonious way, with more global cooperation instead of exploitation, war, and blood.
Like you said, people have been searching for signals from the National Congress about where this country is going. What did the delegates you talked to say about this? Like any new ideas they pick at the meeting? I had the chance to talk with some actually primary level delegates, and their visions for the future are very positive. I have to say,、mm -hmm. uh, for instance, I spoke with a delegate from Yunnan Province. She's the head of a village close to the border of China and Myanmar. She said when she went to the village 26 years ago, it had Very poor access to the outside, and the villagers were in backward living conditions with a little income.、Um, there was a stockade、um, where not a single family had a toilet, and only some kids went to the school. When I came to the village, the housing conditions and the infrastructure were very poor. There was a stockade where all residents were ethnic minorities. No family had a toilet. The houses were all built with mud, and the roads were slushy. The elderly who were sick had to be carried on a person's back to see a doctor. There were few kids going to school with the poor road conditions. But years of、um, poverty alleviation efforts have totally changed the village.、Um, the infrastructure has improved tremendously, with roads connecting to every household and outside. This enabled.、Uh, Local villages explore ways to increase their income、uh, through selling their planted cigarette leaves and fruits. This delegate told me that、um, poverty alleviation in vast rural areas in China is just a start, and she expects that rural regions will have more potentials under China's rural vitalization project. She said. She is very optimistic about the future of her village. This this really reminds me of another phenomenon that many、um, college students would go back to their home villages after graduation. Initially, this would be seen as、uh, stories like、um, they had to be back home because they couldn't find a proper job in cities. But、uh, but now it seems like many of them. Chose to be back to their villages、uh, because they would have more personal chances there.、Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen countless cases where college graduates went back to home villages and make and made a fortune by planting coffee beans, by keeping bees for honey, and by many other means based on the unique circumstances of their villages.、Mm -hmm. So, this delegate's、um, remarks are quite.、Um, In line with what's going on right now and what will look like in the future, that is, rural、uh, vitalization will boost the development of a rural economy and development, and these areas have massive potentials to be fulfilled.、Um, actually, another delegate I talked with、um, is a technician at an oil refinery in Shandong Province. His hobby is computing. I'm fond of computing, and I discovered that it could be combined with our equipment. And he spent ten years to map out a virtual three-dimensional model of a very sophisticated equipment at his plant, and it、uh, and it became an orientation project.、Uh, every new technician need to go through because it allows them to. Learn the whole structure of the equipment without actually operating it.、So、this model effectively increased the training、uh, efficiency 
for new employees and lowered the risks of errors when they operate um, the equipment in reality. This delegate later even created a virtual reality model um, with which technicians can simulate being inside the equipment with the help of wearable VR devices to check out how the equipment works mm. with every detail available to observe. Uh, this is a great story of uh, how a frontline worker managed to help the plant he worked for improve the production process. But it's beyond that. Actually, the oil refinery has established a workshop named after this delegate to encourage more innovation projects, and he was named the team leader. Mm -hmm. This workshop has earned a couple of patents in oil distillation and uh, is applying for three more patents in this regard, as the delegate told me. Um, he said he was elected as the Congress delegates only because, the, uh, because of the innovation projects he and his team managed to make. And he's very optimistic about China's innovation capacity in the future. Mm. He said this is the trend that um, innovation would play more parts in China's national development. In the report, the content about a scientific innovation is still what I care about the most. My main focus is how enterprises, especially state-owned enterprises, can foster new growth drivers. This is where innovation plays a part. And those who make innovative breakthroughs from their working posts or in their scientific fields will have more personal opportunities in their career, like what happened to him. Um, the report to the 20th CBC National Congress has put it that innovation should be at the heart of China's modernization drive. Uh, it reflected China's determination of turning into an innovative country and how much the country emphasized the importance of innovation capabilities. Like rural vitalization, this is also where China is moving forward. Uh, another interesting point this delegate made in our conversation is that um, he noticed that the report listed accelerating the transformation of grain development, a key task mm. uh, for enterprises like the oil refinery he, and he works at. He said his plant has already introduced advanced technologies in grain transformation to reduce carbon emissions. This is also um, reflected in the report delivered at the National Congress, which says uh, China is committed to the low carbon goals. I mean, look at the new energy vehicles Chinese car makers produce mm. hitting the road these days and the solar farms in Western China's deserts. Uh, this is what already happened and will further develop in the future, that um, China is adopting a greener and more sustainable development path for the sake of our environment and the future of um, humanity uh, as a whole. It's another vision um, from the delegate's personal experience into where China is going from now. These are some thoughts uh, from the delegates I talked with in terms of um, their expectations or predictions of a future China would adopt after this National Congress. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Yang Guang. Now, the new development diagram has been drawn out. And as Xi Jinping points out, the Chinese people remain at the center of these goals and plans. For the people, we'll always have our back. 
and give us confidence. We will always ride out the storm with our people and stay heart to heart with them, taking their priorities as ours and acting on their wishes. We will continue the hard work to turn their aspiration for a better life into a living reality. Chinese people also share with us their plans and hopes into the future. The country cares about us. We can take the bus for free, and it is more convenient to go through customs. Zhuhai accepts Macau residents to buy social security, medical insurance. Now that we are further integrated into the Greater Bay Area, I feel better and better. My life is fulfilled. Everywhere I go, I can feel the improvement in the city's environment and people's life quality. I love my job, and I hope to contribute to the city and our country through my daily work. Generally, people-centered governance is working very well, like the social benefits, social security system, and education. They have all been improved. I hope to see more changes in those aspects, along with the people-centered policies being implemented. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. For more stories, you can subscribe to the show. You can also leave us your comments on your podcast platform about what you want to know about China and the rest of the world. This episode is brought to you by me, Suyi, and my colleagues Fei Fei, Mao Yaqing, Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to our reporter Yang Guang. See you next time.